everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Respectfully Disagree. So this week, director S.S. Rajamouli made history for winning the Best Director Award at the New York Film Critics Circle Awards. His film RRR has also been making it to the list of films to watch this year or best films of 2022 in like different international publications, be it The Atlantic or The New Yorker. Um, it's one of many huge developments for the film, which is on an intense Oscar nomination campaign. And many are even rooting for its win there. But for the kind of international acclaim RRR has received, there's a lot to unpack about the film and its jingoistic messaging. Um, and to help us do this, we're joined by a very special guest, Devya Kandukuri. She's an Ambedkar right, writer and social worker, founder of Blue Dawn, and she's also a huge film buff. You might know her as Anticast Cat on social media. So to start off with, let's ask this question. Is RRR too problematic for the high or does it deserve all the acclaim? Where do you sort of stand on this? This is Shishti, your host, by the way. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Divya. Um, just to give a context of uh, why I speak, what I speak, uh, I'm going to speak today. I'm from coastal Andhra, a town called Longol. Um, so yeah, I'm very, very Telugu in that way. And uh, I've grown up watching Rajmauli's movies and so yeah, I mean you can't separate a Telugu person from cinema. It's it's our lives are very much intertwined. Um first of all, I just want to say lay out the fact that SS Rajmauli getting that award is not surprising at all. Um because of there are so many factors involved here. One being the film talking about colonization, talking about British. And to be honest, the timing of it, it is a hot topic right now globally as well. Um, and the way the movie blew up uh, uh, on Twitter or in movie cir- film circles is that there are so many white people, professors uh, from UK and across the world who uh, appreciated the movie and started talking about it. Uh, so it has gained a lot of international exposure on that scale also, again, talk, because it spoke about, say, British colonization uh, in the film. Um, and the second aspect of it uh, is, of course, as you said, the the jingoistic aspects of the film uh, that uh, appeals to the current um, political scenario that we live in uh, in the country right now because it plays very well into the uh, uh, narrative that is being built in the country where uh, heroes are seen as gods. Um, uh, When I say it, I literally mean it, uh, because in the movie, if you see a historical figure, uh, Komaram Bhim and Alluri Sita Ramaraju, the intro scene of Alluri Sita Ramaraju in the second half opens up to as... um, uh, coming out as the Lord Sri Ram, the movie the movie stars two big uh, actors from Telugu industry, and it's when I say big actors, it also coming from the fact that both of them are the heirs of two big dynasties. One is Konidella uh, dynasty, which is megastar family, and then there is Nandamuri family where Junior Enter is coming from. So the movie is not just about the story. It's also about where the actors are coming from, their social position in the film industry. It is being pitched as two, two families that have been at Rivalry for so long in terms of competition in the industry have joined together. 
if you see the promotions you see their hands holding together even that opening scene where both of them come from two sides of the bridge and hold each other's hands it's not just alluri and beam uh, you know holding hands for us it's nandamuri family and kondela family coming together in collaboration so it's it's beyond this because there are fandoms involved uh there are emotions involved and there is always this messaging that's involved that's beyond the story so when we say jingoist i don't mean uh, from my perspective i don't see it just in the nationalist uh, way but i also see it from how uh, the politics of the cinema played out uh, with respect to the fandoms as well and how the fandom around ss rajmouli in itself is jingoistic in a way that you are not allowed to criticize him for even a small thing um i'm sure when this podcast is out you can get so many you will get so many comments under it like how dare you because he is now uh, though very young he is now considered one of the top directors who took tollywood outside he's the epitome of pan india culture that's been um, created uh, right now because of bahubali um, and the promotions that uh, they have been doing right so uh, that's the reverence that he had in, has in the industry right now okay hi this is rohita and also just to uh, like contextualize where i'm coming from also it's like um like i i come from a town named tenali which is actually close to uh, ongol we're neighbors yeah <laughs> yeah so i was also like you know while growing up seen this this these two fandoms be like intense in in intense rivalry with each other like the chiranjeevi family and the ntr families uh rivalry and is also very like rooted in caste um and so for that reason like this movie was so fascinating for the reasons that you mentioned the fact that these two families are coming together and it's like the first time that that happened and that was the more interesting thing before the movie released and then i watched the movie uh and then it's it's really difficult to <laughs> encapsulate how i feel about it because it's like i've i've never like simultaneously loved and hated a movie so much like it's 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 an amazing movie i've seen it i was able to watch it three times i mean not because i wanted to watch it three times with the intention of that but but <clears throat> with various friends and it's like each time it still it was so captivating it was such an amazing like i mean i don't even like remember the last time something like that happened but again it was just so silly and cartoonish in so many places like especially the british villains i mean it, it like it was so laugh out loud in so many moments and not like in a way that you were intended to laugh um and so it was just in that sense the anti colonial narrative was so strong and it took over the film so much that uh and like i don't know and then coupled with the the deification of the of alluri sitaram raju in the end like you mentioned it just makes for this really weird messy um like melting pot of all the different problematic 
things that a movie can be so in that sense i'm really confused about uh rrr if that transformation into ram and bhim and that scene with the arrows and everything hadn't happened do you think that perhaps even the the level of criticism that it is getting right now or that discomfort or whatever do you think even that would have gone unnoticed in a pan india sort of context right because i think you take it out layer by layer from its context and people sort of understand less and less about the subtext and the nuances of how the characters are portrayed so just just wondering uh, the answer i feel it is no because if you see the movie uh, is ris- disrespectful to a community since the first scene though they are trying to show komaram beam as this assertive rebellion figure who would do anything for uh, his community you don't see anything about the community other than the fact that there are people who are giving tattoos while singing uh, that's one scene and then this man being uh, illiterate uh, in a very negative light right because uh, i want to quote uh, akash poem uh a uh, founder of adivasi research and and a uh, uh, journalist in in the caravan magazine he writes uh, he wrote a piece called uh, um, how rrr dehumanizes the gone community very specifically akash speaks about this uh, scene in the climax uh, that's also very defining for uh the film right but if you see the end of the film is where they are evolving into the figures that we know uh and uh aluri asks what do you want brother uh to komaram beam and beam says uh in a very uh he says chadu nerpi and ayya um basically get me educated uh in a very uh, the tone of it the body language of it is something that needs to be focused because cinema is not just about dialogues it's also about how they are showing the characters uh, body working in that scene you place a body in that uh, junior entia there is very uh, he's crouching his shoulders are down and he's asking the focus is on his eyes and like his hand where he saying get me educated uh, and then alluri sitaramaraju is shown as someone who gave the jal jangli uh, zameen uh, the slogan or who taught it to komrambi whereas in reality that's not the case i mean uh, all of us knew history since we were kids right we knew who alluri sitaramaraju was who komrambi was um, komrambi was someone who's from uh, gond community versus uh, aluri uh, is from a raju community which is an upper caste community who worked alongside the Adiv- adivasis of godavari region in andhra pradesh uh, so very different telangana andhra pradesh and they have their own uh, movement and it's it's really like in a way appropriating as akash says appropriating the struggles of adivasis and um making it uh, uh as something that alluri has given jal jangal zameen is, is a, such a big slogan in the movement in itself but uh, the movie just reduces it to a single scene where it's given out as charity or as a part of uh, civilizing this person yeah and you know let's not forget also like white people have just lapped it up it's such a phenomenon internationally 
where none of these nuances are coming out at all it is in fact being touted as a story of decolonization like you know it's it really fits very neatly with that indian diaspora idea of or oh, sticking it to the white man like and so this movie is very very in tune with those sensibilities and so it becomes this huge phenomenon that everybody really loves um it has so much critical acclaim because i also feel it comes from a place of white guilt where white critics are just like this is an amazing movie you should all see it it's like it's it's the movie from india right now that gives hollywood competition and it's like this this whole narrative is so strange and in all of that it's it's somehow gotten translated into this amazing progressive anti-colonial movie from india that the world needs to watch and all of this gets lost in translation which is even more dangerous because we're completely missing out on the power dynamics and the implicit casteism in the movie but i also think it's been a phenomenon since lagan you know whenever there is that kind of a claim there is an erasure of like all of the differences among us and this unity against you know colonialism which serves both our state and like the international gaze really really well and i think that's something that's like quite disturbing <laughs> but um i do want us to play a little game where we sort of uh say whether we fully agree or respectfully disagree with this right where we break down all of the different sort of praise and criticism that rrr has received right so uh let's start with rrr is exactly like a marvel film but made for india uh what do you think do you fully agree with this do you respectfully disagree with it what do you think about even where this kind of statement is coming from uh, i think i disagree because um when i want to if i speak about the technical aspects this is one of the badly made rajmouli films to be honest he had in his filmography simhadri yamadonga uh when i when i talk about filmmaking because one simple thing like the dubbing and translation of this white person's voice there is english and then there is telugu why is rana's voice not rana was dubbing in telugu rana was dubbing for this british man uh, who beats up this woman and then he, we see him throughout the film but in the first half he is speaking in certain kind of weird english and then uh, in the second of we hear rana's voice in telugu for this white character and it was not consistent it's like meri marzi pe i'll speak i'll give the dubbing otherwise i'll not give the dubbing and there were no subtitles also for that and the english was so weird uh, so i mean these are very important this is your central character your it's your protagonist of the film you can't be so sloppy about this especially because Uh, Rajmouli's whole like filmography center is his villains. He loves his villains. Uh, be it Bahubali, be it uh, any Emadonga, his villains are as strong as his, or even more stronger than the uh, uh, heroes of the film. <laughs> And you, you can't be this sloppy of a film that's going to get international exposure, right? So there were so many. This is just one of it. I feel the movie had so many technical uh, mishaps and. uh was i felt it was rushed uh and lagged at the same time and the editing was really sloppy 
for a rajmouli skill set i think this is very would be would not make his top 3 films for me so i disagree i feel i would give his yamadonga or simhadri a better rating to be honest or even chatrapati i mean he got some elam tamil uh, story there i mean i don't know how he picks up these uh, things but uh, that's the thing like his filmography is very uh, better than this this movie you know i actually disagree with you divya i agree with the statement uh, about um, this movie being like a marvel film and that's also why i find the critical acclaim it's getting almost like patronizing because if this was a movie made anywhere else it would not be getting that kind of acclaim i'm sure because uh you know it has this larger than life element it's like these these two people are basically superheroes and it has the, all the like similar kind of propaganda that marvel, marvel films have like where it comes to like marvel is just essentially part of the military industrial complex in america right now so in that way there's so much propaganda there's so much like bromance uh so much like larger than life whatever all of that and this movie really feels very similar to that which is why i'm like confused and a little annoyed by all of the international acclaim it's getting because it's just like oh look at that like 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 you said shishti like it's like oh look at these people what they've made it's very similar it's so it's like you know what some stuff that we make that we don't really pay attention to when we make it but when they make it it's like oh wow well done pat on the back um so that's why i i feel like it does have parallels with like a marvel film and that's what makes the critical acclaim annoying okay let's move on to the next statement what about the fact that the statement that rrr's success should be lauded because it displaces the supremacy of bollywood uh, i'm sorry no uh, again uh, I- i'm also speaking as someone who uses pro uh, like i've only watched uh, uh, shahrukh khan movies other than that i've grown up watching just telugu movies uh, um but no this definitely i mean if you were to compare with brahmastra maybe uh, because of course anything would be better than that uh but i can say that uh, the films that have come out recently be it pushpa or be it uh, uh rrr all like uh, all these movies have definitely uh, created an insecurity in the bollywood industry um not just telugu films there are uh, other industry films as well that have created an insecurity in the bollywood but i don't know it's a very um, mixed i mean i don't like uh, hindi movies that much i'm not supporting bollywood here i don't know if it's rrr that can uh, that i would cut some slack for rrr just because it has successfully created insecurity amongst uh, this but again like at the end it's all business it's a money making industry and uh, all of them are jumping on the bandwagon they are producing telugu films now they are having shares here also that's why i hate the span india because the content is changing uh, i like telugu movies because of how regional uh, and culturally contextual they are um, but because of span india they have to let go of certain aspects right uh, but 
yeah i mean i don't know it's funny i don't think i would cut a slack uh, to arara just because of this yeah you know like i'm confused about this because it's like you know even even though i really, like i liked arara more than i liked bahubali like i actually as a movie i hated bahubali but i was one of those telugu people who was just like yes bahubali is is out there and people finally are paying attention like it's just i don't know where it came from in my mind it was from nowhere because i really disliked the movie completely for all the reasons that we've spoken about but but as soon as somebody speaks about bahubali i'm just like yes telugu is the jingoism that we have as telugus <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so that's why i with this also it's like making bollywood insecure i love to see it but but i also agree with you that it's 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 changing the landscape of filmmaking for the worse everyone's trying to make unifying films for losing the local the regional context that mattered so much um even like in like in the telugu film industry like you know there are very rare movies like say a care of kanchanpalam or a virata parvam which are very very compelling stories that need to be told and i'm just afraid that they'll stop being told in this in this rush to to kind of keep the stronghold as it were in the national level um and i also don't like it for the reason that tollywood in general is not an industry to emulate or look up to <laughs> just for the nepotism the family power dynamics the caste dynamics the the just it's just very like not a not an industry that should be widely emulated in general and neither is bollywood not so what i'm saying but i'm just saying it feels like a race to the finish line in terms of who can be bigger and more powerful and more problematic than the other and the other thing is that i definitely think it's actively being used to displace the khan supremacy in bollywood right by uh, hindutva forces because there's a lot of like let's boycott amir khan's film and look at these people they don't know how to make films look at look at south indian cinema and how good that is okay let's move on to our third and last statement to unpack when it comes to cinematic propaganda blatant is better than insidious richard brody for the new yorker so very brilliant quote i think and that is also why rajmouli is is a very key figure because you don't see him as a say uh, a vivek agnihotri uh, as a film director like these are two important figures mm-hmm. that we can when we are discussing jingoism it's 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 good to compare them because vivek agnihotri out and out is trying to portray certain angle Uh, Rajmouli also is portraying similar angle, but he he caters to larger audience because of his liberal identity that he has, which is again rooted in the val uphold in the values of upholding caste system. Um, but we will respect all religions. But you know what? This is what is good for society to have a hierarchy. Social hierarchies are important. Like even if you see Bahubali, Bahubali is literally I feel is a brilliant film that just uh, li- uh, replicated caste system, right? The film through and through 
glorifies caste system where this man is saying that i'm happy being a slave you keep your leg on my head you should not sit next to me and eat because you are a king so this is how the movie uh, unfolds and the whole movie talks about kshatriya dharma from first part to second part you'll get tired of hearing what this kshatriya dharma is and then you see on facebook rajmouli posts something that you are a brahmin if you are a scholar you are a shudra if you are a peasant you are kshatriya if you are a warrior so this is so it's not separate from his individual politics as well because he himself has uh, openly spoke about it how what he feels about caste system where he just it's a very gandhian approach where you see that it's a liberal but uh entirely endorses caste system and believes that it's a necessity for the society to function in in many ways a, a movie like rrr can be more insidious and dangerous than a vivek agnihotri movie because everybody knows what vivek agnihotri is trying to do and like we we all like you know people with the right views are not going to watch a vivek agnihotri movie really but then the reason rrr is so successful is because everybody loves it like irrespective of politics it's like such a compelling movie i think there's a lot to discuss we can even do a part 2 part 3 like like we haven't even gotten to the women <laughs> so um much like rajamouli in this film but i do wonder at the end how do we sort of reconcile the criticism with the appreciation and the fact that the messaging has a lot of problems uh but the filmmaking and rajamouli's filmmaking in general uh like you have pointed out is is really good so how do you actually reconcile these two not just for rrr but for cinema in general even let's say outside of an indian context uh for me it's very simple we don't uh because we cannot again uh personally is political we cannot separate Uh, uh an artist work from their art it's a very i think it's an age old uh, uh thing that uh, we say uh, <clears throat> and we can see that his politics seep into the story so so well um so i his stories are what makes rajmouli uh, uh this and the other part of it is also that cinema is not just for entertainment in india not especially in telugu states cinema is not just entertainment it is what shapes our politics it is i mean i mean electoral politics right uh it it is what shapes um our fandoms our culture our friendships our relationships uh, because our friendships are also defined by these uh, caste politics and fandoms i mean you go to any other shri chaitanya junior inter college you see or a engineering college you see that uh, there are c batches c means chaudharis that is kammas which who by default are fans of nandamuri family because of the caste and then there are other groups so there are these fandoms not just because they love these actors it is because of their caste location as well it is because of uh, their family dynasties as well uh, unlike uh, <clears throat> i mean bollywood mein sab log kathri hai but uh, so it it doesn't play out uh, the fandoms don't play out based on their caste uh, in bollywood but here it's not like that it's very evident for us so um 
and we cannot uh, in general cinema no matter where it's coming from we cannot separate it uh, from the politics of it or um, uh, we can't again see cinema as just as a cinema for entertainment because it it is culture cinema is making culture is telling uh, uh, documenting stories telling stories sometimes is trying to rewrite histories as well um and that's why it's important for us to um not reconcile just because you know he's a good artist because i cannot separate his art from him uh, never i think yeah i fully agree with that and i also feel like um with the kind of headlines we're seeing about rrr lately like uh, ss rajamouli wins yet another prestigious award like prestigious international award or rrr uh, is in the running for these international awards and then it's just so strange because like the it almost feels like the antithesis of what the movie was like purportedly about which is to reject this kind of um, like i don't know colonial gaze whatever but then we're also craving that kind of validation from from western institutions of power for a movie that 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 rejected it however problematically and badly it did it um so that's what's really strange to me about um this whole conversation around rrr and i'm just wondering if you know this speaks to the institutions of awards in general and um like film awards and what are the kind of stories that uh, are bestowed with all the prestige and fame and glory um they end up being movies that uphold the status quo in some way or the other um and we see this even in hollywood for that matter with movies like argo and zero dark 30 and very american imperialist glorifying kind of movies but uh, you know showered with all the like big awards or whatever and it's, we're seeing something similar happening with rrr so it, the question also then becomes like should we even want this kind of uh, validation from international award circles or not um and it reminds me actually of what the director of parasite once said about the oscars which is that it's a foreign award show which is my favorite thing <laughs> because it's like completely decentering the legitimacy that western cultural institutions enjoy in terms of like bestowing legitimacy on cultural artif- artifacts from the rest of the world and also maintaining their kind of hegemony so in a way it's weird how it's all playing out and i feel like we should stop caring about the kind of awards that are our wins and start focusing more on the nuances of the actual story within the story that it is telling and pay attention to that because that's dangerous yep i think that's definitely a great note to end on as uh, you know listeners would be looking at like the year end lists and all of the hype that rrr will continue to get hopefully we can also have some reflection on the themes of the film where the filmmaker comes from and like divya said because cinema is culture and cinema shapes our politics in multiple ways um and on that note see you again next time i don't know if i have a joke to crack at the end but uh, yeah i'm i'm sure there's something about fandom and rivalry and something there but like 
yeah it's not coming <laughs> just yet uh unlike the animals who arrive in the middle of the film no sorry okay <laughs> yeah okay okay i'm sure under this uh, podcast video people are going to comment sinman sinmala chudali watch a film like a film bro uh, but no bro we can't <laughs> And as yet another note for you, we have a new podcast series that we launched a couple of months ago. It's called the In Perspective Podcast Series. And it's a series where we talk to academics who reveal little known facts about Indian history, society and culture. Some of you might have remembered watching videos from this series on our Instagram and YouTube channels. Um, and this is the first time that we're actually taking the audio podcast from the series and releasing those full length conversations we've had with academics. So we promise you that they're really interesting, very thought provoking, and you won't regret tuning in where pasting the link for the series in our description so be sure to go check this out this podcast is brought to you by ts studios the production company that brings the swaddle's creative point of view to original podcasts and films